Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Off the Record podcast. I'm Campbell Wilmot. Today, I'm here with Grady Spencer. He's the front man of a blues rock band, Grady Spencer in the Work. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, yeah. All right, so just to get started, tell me a little bit about where you're from and how you got started in music. Sure, yeah. I grew up in a little town uh, called Paducah, Texas, which is about two hours um, east of Lubbock, and uh, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and um yeah, I was so isolated. I, I didn't really pick up music till I was about 17. Uh, a friend of mine had uh, given me a Jack Johnson CD, believe it or not. And uh, it kind of blew my mind because I'd never heard music that wasn't, you know, just top 40 country that was on the radio. And so um, I got a guitar and started kind of learning Jack Johnson covers. And then uh, it kind of just grew from there. I started writing my own stuff. And, and yeah, I went from there. That's so interesting because I was literally just talking to my mom about it. And I said, he reminds me so much of Jack Johnson. And so I was thinking that and John Mayer too. I hear a little bit of that in there too. I don't know if you're a fan of him, but. Both of those are huge honors. And so then I also just recently interviewed Bart Crow and we talked about the genre of Texas country and how it's much more broad and inclusive than just mainstream country is. And Texas seems to kind of produce everything from rock country and everything in between. I feel like um, your music is deeply rooted in the rock and blues genres, but also touches on like gospel, country, and soul a little bit. So you kind of just talked about um, Jack Johnson, but who else would you say influenced your music musical style? Yeah, for sure. I have a really exciting um, chapter of Texas country or, or you know Texas music, and um, but to be honest, like we us in the band and we don't really listen to a ton of Texas country. We, we do every now and then, but we're all listening to kind of really weird eclectic stuff. And so my favorite band's band called the Wood Brothers um, out of Nashville. And um, they're kind of like an Americana blues type of band. And then um, we listen to a lot of like funk music, a band called Wolfpack. Uh, we like a lot. And um and so, yeah, I think we kind of bring that all in. And then what naturally just comes out of out of me, it, it just kind of seems to have kind of a country drawl. And so we kind of lump all of that around that. And, um, yeah, what comes out is, is something that's kind of different. And it's definitely not country per se, but I think it kind of hints at it and uh, at least passes every now and then. So... So were your parents at all into music? Like, would you say they had an influence on what kind of music you listened to? Uh, not, they weren't super musical. I mean, like I said, we were, we were way out in the country. Um, I had a great grandmother who apparently used to play lap steel, like way, way back in the day. So I think it's always kind of been in my blood, but, um, growing up, you know, they were always super encouraging once I started playing music, but it wasn't necessarily a big musical household. Um, so I'm thankful that the music kind of found me for sure. Uh, so in your song, Things to Do, you say, bless my soul and take me back to Fort Worth. So you're originally from Paducah. What kind of connection, do you have a special connection with Fort Worth? Sure, yeah. So um, after Paducah, I ended up going to college at Texas Tech there in Lubbock. And um after I graduated, I kind of bounced around all over the country and then ended up moving back to Lubbock and meeting my wife there. And we got married. And um, after a year of Lubbock, we kind of, the music had kind of started to grow and like having some success with shows. And we decided that we wanted to try to move to a bigger city. 
And so she had done, she's a physical therapist. And so she had done um, like an internship, they call it a clinical here in Fort Worth. And so I had visited her once and I loved it a lot, but I would really only spent like one weekend here, but I, it, it was really special. And um, so I kind of wrote that song in the moving truck as we were moving to Fort Worth. Cause like we wanted to, kind of make that our next um, little chapter. And, and now that I've been here for almost 10 years, it's like, well, this is, this is my home. And, and that was a big moment of like moving to kind of for my forever home. So did the work actually um, come together in Fort Worth or is that in West Texas? Yeah, no, it was, it was here in Fort Worth. Um, I played with some other guys in Lubbock and there's actually an album it's called Grady Spencer and the Griswolds. And that was all Lubbock guys. And then when I moved here, I knew it was going to be all new people. And so like, I wanted to name it a different thing. And um, so that's kind of where Grady Spencer and the work came from. Okay. And then that lyric from things to do that we just talked about, it was also picked up by the Fort Worth visitors bureau and was also just recently used in Texas monthly. So tell me a little bit about that, how that came to be. Yeah, so we recorded that song. Um, I should have done my research on myself. I can't remember what year we did it, but it was it was a long time ago. Um, and, you know, we recorded it and put out the album, and it had been out for almost a couple years. And that particular song was kind of at the, like, who cares point. Like, track eight or nine is always like, oh, this is just kind of a filler song. And so... I I didn't really think it was like, um, I had no idea that it was going to have the impact on my career that it did. And it was thanks to one guy. um, There's a guy named Tom Martins, who's the, um, he's the creative director for Visit Fort Worth, the the Visitors Bureau. And um, he just happened to hear it. And, you know, the the Fort Worth line kind of clicked in his ear and he was like, hey, can we use this? But the, the original song is kind of slow. Can you re-record it? And we want to use it for our, our video. And they did it, um, shoot, seven, eight years ago. And um, from then from then on, my relationship with Tom, the creative director, and the whole Visit Fort Worth team has, has just grown from there. And so, you know, they, they really love the line, and I really love letting, you know, getting to be a part of it. And uh, to see my name and like Texas Monthly is like it's it's wild so yeah that's so interesting that you said it was track seven or eight and you didn't think it was going to be this popular but at least for me because that was the first song that I ever heard by you and I'm out here at Arizona State but I'm actually from Fort Worth or that area so when I first heard that I mean for me I was like wow this just brings me back and reminds me of home and I don't know it's just sort of comforting I guess so sure. I don't know that's that's how I feel about it but I absolutely love that song yeah um, I wish I wish I had known how impactful it was going to be on my career I probably would have recorded it a little bit better originally because everyone loves the original one but you know technically speaking it wasn't a great recording um, but it, it's kind of perfect like I almost love how raw and rough it is and, and yeah. that's the one that people like so Road is gonna call you out, boys. Raise your hand when you hear your name. I don't think that I dream the same. Cause when my truck was poking at the clouds and 
storm was trying to get away I don't wanna sing about the rain Bless my soul and take me back to forward Pack my things, I've got my lady too Here I stand if I'm right, is in the construction business. And then, um, so do you think you draw inspiration from that for your music? Yeah, I actually, um, last January, I was able to quit the construction. And so, yeah, so it, but I did construction for 10 years and um, it was always a huge um, inspiration. And, and I think the kind of blue collar mentality of like, you know, we're going to roll our sleeves up and kind of, 
get our hands dirty type of thing always spilled over into the music and um that's kind of where like the work came from of like I was a construction worker like doing manual labor and um I've done it for a long time and so that culture and like the people that are out there you know up at 5 a.m to go work and um you know those are kind of my people and, and they always will be so um yeah, that's, that's kind of the demographic. Like we've been very fortunate to like, you know, there's mom influencers now who are like posting our stuff, which like, I love that, but that, that wasn't the original demographic whenever we were starting out, you know? Right. So when you were working in the construction business, would you ever find yourself throughout the day thinking of a lyric or something and stopping to write it down? Or was it very separate like music was here and work was here was it separated or did it intertwine oh for sure yeah like i i never i'm not a big writer down guy but um my phone my on the memo the voice memos i've got like just tons of stuff of like you know i would be on a job site and something would pop in my head and i would kind of step to the side and like hum it into my phone or like sing a line or two and so um, yeah, that's, it's an amazing tool to kind of like just grab something and then go about your day and then you're, you've got kind of a record to go back and, like, and hear if anything's worth kind of trying to work on. You always are the one who keeps it together. You always are the one who knows just what we need. You always are the one.
Hard Times Nostalgia in 2020. So the works music is more in the blues and rock genres for sure, but in this EP you chose to cover country songs from artists like Garth Brooks and George Strait. So was there a reason behind that? Why did you decide to cover all country? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, growing up in that little town called Paducah, there was only there was only one radio station that we could get out there. And um, it was a top 40 country station out of it was a town called Childress, which was like 30 miles north. And so growing up, you know, all the way up until I was like 17, you know, it was like Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, you know, George Strait. That was kind of the soundtrack and like my only um, input of music and art. And so that music has always had a really uh, special place in my heart. And so um when COVID kind of hit, we were trying to figure out, you know, we weren't playing shows. We didn't really have um, a new album ready to go yet. And we were just trying to find a way to like stay on people's minds. And um, we had started covering uh, Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn before the pandemic. And it, we did it in a way that's not country at all. You know, we tried to like make it our own. And so, um, we were like, well, let's just do a little EP in that style. And, and I kind of picked my favorite songs from that genre and we did it all remotely. So like everybody did it from their house cause it was at the height of COVID. And um, yeah, it, it seemed to, you know, it seems to have gone over pretty well. You know, they, they're not in like our top five stream songs every month, but they're, they're definitely top 10. So I'm glad that people enjoy them and, and uh, they're fun to play for sure. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to talk about because even though they're country songs, you guys definitely put your own spin on it and put your own style into it. And I love that because it just changes it up and everybody already loves those songs. But when you put your own style into it, it makes it so much more interesting. Yeah, it was, it was risky because like, you know, Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places, like as we were doing it, I'm like, somebody might get really mad. And like, this is blasphemous to Garth Brooks. And like, you know, try to put a hit out on me, but I've not one person said, Hey, you don't, you don't do that to Garth. And so, yeah, it, it's gone great. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun to kind of see, tuck that into our little discography and kind of have a little, a little chapter in our history for sure. Well, I loved all of them. They sounded awesome. Thank you. So then let's talk about touring. How's that going right now? And are you guys doing any shows outside of Texas? Um, it's starting to pick back up. So, um, you know, without getting too inside baseball, it's just like, you know, the, the caliber of band we are and the size and the following we have, we're kind of in a sweet spot of like, we're big enough that we're on, we're on a booking agency who's kind of helping us with booking, but we're not so big like Flatland or Co or somebody like that 
who can only play like baseball fields to do it safely. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of below that level. So it's kind of a sweet spot because we can go play these little medium rooms and, and people can space out. And so it's been really good. And, and yeah, we actually played, um, we played Oklahoma and Kansas this past weekend and um, it went great. And we've, we've got some stuff this summer to go out to, um, we're going to go do a wedding in California. So we're going to go play shows between here and San Francisco. And then um, in the fall, we're going to upstate New York to play a party. And so we're going to do some shows in Nashville and try to hit like Atlanta and things like that. So it's, it's really exciting for, for me. And um, you know, we've, I've worked a long time in the music business. And so to, to finally get to the point where we're able to go play shows outside of Texas is, is super, super exciting. Mm-hmm. That's great. And maybe we'll see you out here in Arizona sometime soon too. I love it. I, yeah. I might be uh, emailing you to find out where some good venues are soon. Definitely. Yeah. So then I have to ask, I've heard that you were a big fan of charcuterie boards. Yes. yes. <laughs> where does your love for that come from? I guess. Yeah. It's something that me and my wife just kind of did. And, um, we haven't done it in a long time. We didn't really do it during COVID because it was hard to get groceries for a while. But um, it was we would on Sunday nights we would just build these like really ridiculous charcuterie boards. And um, I kind of pride myself that uh, like it's like a working man's charcuterie. So like it's all delicious, but it's like I'm not scared to throw some saltines and like you know some uh, popcorn on there and stuff like that. And so. Um, yeah, I, I love it. We haven't had it in a while, but it's, uh, it's something I like made my, my private Instagram, like a charcuterie reference. And, and, uh, so now everybody loves sending me charcuterie memes all the time and and I love them all. So that's hilarious. So if you had to name a few ingredients, that would be your key ingredients for a charcuterie board. What would they be? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, um, there's a cheese. I like brie, so like a good brie. That's about as fancy as I get. So I would say brie. Um, there's some cheese called borsin. I don't know that I'm saying yes. that right. But yes, it's really, I, really I good. love that one. Yeah, it's really delicious. Um, and then like a like a good salami or something yeah. like that. It's kind of kind of weird, but it's good. And then the key that always ties it together that nobody else does it is popcorn like you throw you throw a bowl of popcorn on there and and uh, it's a whole nother just takes it to a whole nother realm and uh you know i follow these charcuterie influencers and nobody's nobody ever gives popcorn any love so hopefully that gets out there (laughs) yeah that's interesting i'll have to try that sometime yeah it's a nice little crunch so then just to kind of wrap things up, where can people find more info about you and your music? And if there's anything else I missed that you'd like to talk about, feel free. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all of our band accounts are GS and the work. And, uh, so it's like facebook.com slash GS and the work, Instagram, all that. Um, yeah. If, if you go follow us on Instagram, we've got some news coming up. I, I'm not really quite ready to talk about it yet, but there's going to be big stuff coming, um, in the next few months. And so, um, that's where we usually post that stuff. And, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, whoever hears this, we're going to be coming either this summer or in the fall we're, we're going East and then we're going West. So, um, yeah, definitely stay tuned for, for shows and all that. 
For sure. And then how I finish up every podcast, I do this thing called final speed round. So just off the top of your head, pick one answer. I love it. Okay. All right. George Jones or George Strait? George Strait. Willie or Waylon? Willie. Beatles or the Stones? Stones. Fort Worth or Paducah? Oh, Fort Worth. Always. And then last one, salami or cheese? Salami. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll get to see you out here in Arizona sometime soon. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. That sounds great. Thank you so much.